Welcome to Questions for Craig. I'm Susanna Sanfilippo, a registered yoga instructor here in Portland, Maine with Craig Williamson, ready to discuss one of your questions. Craig is a bodywork therapist and educator and the author of Muscular Retraining for Pain-Free Living, published by Shambhala Publications. If you have a question for Craig, go to craigwilliamson.net and click on the homepage link that says Questions for Craig. This question for Craig comes from a listener in Maine, our home state, and the question is, in your book you say that pain could be caused by a combination of several issues. It could be kinesthetic dys dysfunction, muscular tension, poor alignment, or psychological stress. But in John Sarno's book, which you recommended in your book, I read examples of people getting rid of back pain just by addressing their psychological stresses. Which one is correct? It's an interesting question. The answer is yes. Ah, great. Thank you. And thank you for listening to Questions for Craig. Join us next week now. <laughs> that was easy. Okay. Right. Yes, which one is correct? They're all correct. It depends. The answer is it depends. That the... There are examples I could, I could give, in which I, I, that I did give in the book, the first book, about uh, pain being caused by any one of those factors. Kinesthetic awareness or poor alignment, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and psychological stress. The, mm. the, the importance of the psychological stress or maybe better to say uh, just the psyche and the mind mm. in terms of these is that, um, well, I should say, interrupt myself, that those, all of those elements are interrelated. They're not separate from each other, right? It might seem like it because somebody might just learn, you know, they could read one of John Sarno's books, which I recommend to many people as I uh, find them really helpful. And just um, just for the record, Sarno, S-A-R-N-O, John right. Sarno, and right. and uh, one of can you think of one title of his book? Well, I like the the mind body prescription. The I mind body prescription good book for uh, just an initial book for somebody to read. Okay. Uh, and he describes all kinds of examples there of people who do nothing, but they in fact they 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 stop all their exercises. Any treatment of any kind, uh, or the, anything, any exercises or treatment specifically focused on getting rid of their pain. And he says, forget all of that. And he has a what maybe could be called like a cognitive behavioral approach mm -hmm. to uh, addressing the, the the pain problem as a symptom of something in the mind that's gone awry, some kind of misunderstanding or uh, a result of uh, a repressed emotion or um, incorrect uh, assumption about what's happening to oneself, you know, that, uh, that perpetuates the pain problem, physical pain problem that's an actual pain problem, not an imagined one, right? So when that is the cause, uh, in other words, if somebody's uh, emotional upset that they're not aware of okay, 
is causing their back to hurt, then it's true that the only thing that's going to ultimately solve their back problem is to address that, because that's the cause. Address the emotional issue. If that's what's causing the back pain, then that needs to be addressed. Well, I remember reading in the in the book that he was saying, you know, even um, you know, scoliosis or ruptured discs, they may seem like they're causing the pain, but they're actually not. How how can you tell? I mean, how I guess it's, we always think of degenerative disc disease as being painful. Like, how could all of a sudden it not be? It could be your thoughts that are causing the pain. Yeah, I I don't. I don't think my experience is that it's not black and white. Aha. Uh -huh. But I think that uh, a high percentage of the time, what he's saying is, I agree with, is accurate. But there are people who I've seen, uh, for example, in their 70s who have significant scoliosis from childhood, who have, uh, who've had lots of back pain. And when doing, if I work with them a few times, teach them exercises to differentiate the muscle use, change the way they're carrying, using their muscles, and to some extent supporting the trunk of their body, even though they have scoliosis, which means a lateral, structurally curved spine where it ought not be, mm -hmm. you know, curved sideways, mm -hmm. right? That some people have, they've reported to me that it's made a huge difference in their pain level. And that's happened to me too many times for me to think that that's just, I, I somehow mesmerized them, uh, you know, <laughs> convinced them that it, you know, it was, it was just really the mental concept of scoliosis that was hurting them. And which I think is plausible mm -hmm. that somebody could be thinking all the time, I have scoliosis and that, and those thoughts, uh, could be locking them into mm -hmm. a rut, you could say. Mm -hmm. Like their brain is in a rut that ends up perpetuating this feeling of pain that they have. That, I, I think that's entirely possible. But it's also possible to look at somebody and see that their part of their, their, their body is, is being squished, or mm -hmm. compressed, you know, the, because of the shape that they're in, that mm -hmm. they're carrying themselves. And so anyway, I, I probably differ Mm -hmm. Or I'm not sure what, what John Sarno would say about that specifically. Maybe he's worked with some people who have had scoliosis and and they use his approach and they say, my God, my pain is gone. Right. And so, and I'm sure I wouldn't be surprised that that has happened and can happen. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm just using scoliosis as an example, right? Because right. Right? you mentioned it. But, but I've, seen, I've seen it work the other way too, you know, where, where, where there was something. Uh, learning to use their muscles, which means sense them to become conscious of how they're carrying themselves when they walk, being aware of what their body's doing. Mm -hmm. it, all that, all doing all those physical exercises and activities brings them more into themselves, into the present. And so when they're walking, they're 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 they are with themselves. They're they're paying attention now to something that they took for granted their whole life, which is how they're using their legs and supporting their torso and et cetera with, with muscles, the feeling of actually what they're doing is different now. They're aware. And that maybe that had some bearing on them feeling better.
too, as well as just the lack of compression they might be feeling or just the fact that they've loosened some muscles that mm -hmm. were constantly tight on one side, tense because of the lateral curve in their spine. So how would you, I guess, how would you know in your own practice what approach would you, I mean, where do you start? That's a good question. That is a good question. I'm not sure I can completely answer that mm. because I always in the back of my mind, well, all of these possibilities, the, mm -hmm. the, the question asked, are in the back of my mind if somebody says, you know, I have shoulder pain. Mm -hmm. But I, but certainly the idea of it being psychogenic is is I, I, that's important. So let's just define psychogenic oh, for people that don't. It means psychologically caused. So, and, but that's also that's real pain. Real pain, not imagined pain. That was also known as psychosomatic pain a while ago, right? Did they change? Right. That people define those things differently. Right. Right. So. So you could say psychosomatic, but it's not imagined. It's not someone's just a hypochondriac and they're dreaming it up. It's actual pain, either because muscles are tense or nerves are irritated, joints are ir irritated. Something is happening that's making something hurt. But it's, So it's possible for the nervous system to essentially, the brain and the nervous system, to create pain just about anywhere. And... and and also tense up muscles just about anywhere. That's a possibility. So when somebody has that condition, it's literally possible that it came from their brain and their nervous system. I just don't understand why a brain would want to put anybody in pain. Your own brain would want to put you in pain. Well, that's why I would suggest somebody then to read Sarno's book, which uh, he goes into a, his explanation of that, which I think is pretty good. Um, and... Uh, it's essentially, I mean, maybe you could see it as it's confused. There's a confusion, you know. It has to. It's a big subject. I'm, I'm trying to not go off into the right, right down the rabbit hole here. Yes. But, you know, but, <laughs> right. But, Let's but, go down the rabbit hole. <laughs> but because but it, it involves the psyche, which is then a very vast thing yeah. to try to talk about quickly. But the. Um, there were conditioned or uh, impressions are made on us psychologically from the minute where we exist and and they get the memories of those are stored in our brains and in our bodies to some extent and that influences what we do in, as we get older we're, we're, our, our behavior our thoughts our feelings are, are influenced by what has happened to us in the past mm -hmm. to some extent mm -hmm. and one of the things that, that happens to people is, without them being aware of it, is that, that their psyche has made certain things off limits. It's as if it said, this is too painful, you had this happen before, every time this happens it's bad, or you know, you get upset, so just skip it. Don't even go there. Like a protective response that right. shuts down a whole part of your body-mind. Well, it just, it, just, it just makes certain things off limits. Like, like, just to make it over, just to simplify it, let's say anger. Yeah. Or confronting another person. Mm -hmm. like, that's off limits. You tried that. It's a, it always fails. Mm -hmm. It was really bad when you were a little kid. Mm -hmm. It's nothing but trouble. Let's just stop that. Mm -hmm. Right. So if a situation arises and they're, and they're older and they, they really are required to confront somebody, I mean, that's what would be the common sense thing to do. 
their psyche doesn't allow it because it's been conditioned, meaning it's been trained to not go to that place, to not allow it, right? So, uh, and then it, they're so used to that happening that they don't even know it's happening, seems normal to them, but then they get a stomachache, right? Or something happens, their back hurts, they get a headache, or some, so some physical uh, symptom arises as a result of that behavior. So right. it's kind of coming out sideways, since you're not allowed to express what probably would have liked to have been expressed years ago, and it's still not allowed to be expressed, because that channel's been shut off, right. or taped. And, um, right. You know, tape over the little... Duct tape. Yes. Right. Yeah, or black electrical tape. Um, but that's been turned off, so then it's coming out sideways. So is pain sort of a, a way of expressing oneself in a very, very twisted manner? Uh, I think there are different ways you could look at it, and whatever would work for you would be a good way to look at it. You know? uh, really, I, because for example, John Sarno says, "Well, it's the it's the mind trying, it's the psyche trying to avoid you even finding out that you have a, a an off limits area." Uh, so if you get close to it, a situation comes up and. And, and let's say if we use that example of confronting somebody and your psyche notices, uh-oh, looks like she's going to confront somebody, it, it'll make your back hurt and it'll just to, to distract you. So it's, it's used as a, dis he's, he sees it as a distraction. Uh-huh. Uh, that's, a, that's a, I think, a very usable yeah. way, right? Right. Other people would say it's, uh, it's the ego, which is another subject, but, mm -hmm. you know, which is sort of like a, a function of the mind that, uh, like a false sense of self, as I'm defining ego that way, not mm -hmm. like Freud defined it. Uh, but that that the ego is using the uh, pain as a as similarly as a way to avoid discovering your real self, your real feelings. Right. Uh, a, a, another one could another way point of view could say that it there there you're it's something something in you is trying to communicate with you about reality, about what you're really feeling, right? And it tried to communicate through your feelings, and it didn't work because they were blocked. Right. So some intelligence within you said, well, okay, let's make her stomach hurt, her back hurt. Now, if that works, I mean, that's a more benign, you know, way. It's like your body's talking to you. That that works. Some people, that idea, it doesn't really, you know, because in the end, the, the, the point is the same, which is that there is a link between what you're feeling physically in your body, the symptom, and what's going on somewhere in your mind or your psyche or both, that they're connected. It's not a separate, you know, so... It's not what you ate in this case that made your stomach hurt, right? That's possible. Right. Could be, but in this case, we're saying no. It's, it's there's some other cause. There's some other, and it's so it, it all of this presupposes a view that your psyche and your body are not separate. Mm -hmm. They're 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 interwoven mm -hmm. uh, with each other. Uh, continuously that they they were they they can't function properly unless they're they're complementing each other all the time that you we can't can, you can't have a body without a mind and you can't have a mind without a body right and one of the tricks i think that our mind does mm. you could say that 
maybe the ego does, is because we use words. We're tricked by words. Yes. We meaning the humans, uh -huh. right? So, but we use words, and that's part of the, the human consciousness is we have the ability to have, con you know, these words and thoughts and concepts. That's how we understand. And that requires labeling something. Mm -hmm. The body, the psyche, and, you know, the mind. And right away, if we're not careful, we're going to think that those things are separate. Right. They're, 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 they're distinct from each other. They're distinct attributes of a person. Mm -hmm. But they're, they're, they're not separate. They don't function separately. So we get deluded into thinking that they must function separately. Because we think of it, you know, that's just the, the way we're kind of conditioned or trained to, to look at, 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 for example, ourselves. You know, um, and it's reinforced by the environment we live in. Well, and that delusion can cause more pain. I would, you know, is well, especially if right. So, and I think John Sarno really does a great job of, of uh, addressing this. That that if somebody has, let's say that their problem is because they have an upset, and they're not conscious of it. They're not conscious of the emotional upset. They're not. They're not aware of that. If they were, they wouldn't be having the pain. Right. That's the premise. Right. And if they go to different healthcare providers who who are trying to help them, but they, they look at it as, as a physical problem because they're saying, it's my back, it's my hip, or whatever, some part of them, right? It's physical, it's their hip. And so they try different physical modalities, mm -hmm. and uh, none of which are addressing the, the real uh, cause in this case, right? So it ends up just frustrating the person. It actually makes it worse for right. the person because they, they aren't getting help. They get right. frustrated. They feel other issues come up about their hopelessness oh, of the situation. Totally. Yeah. And and or else they get more worked up or they try different procedures or surgeries or something right. which, which takes them further away from the from the psychological or mental underpinnings of the whole problem. Sure. Right. So uh, ideally. Uh, this understanding would be would be present in, and I mean a working understanding right. of this. You know, uh, meaning that all practitioners need to use this understanding with themselves for it to be for it to work. The understanding of what I'm describing here, which is in, uh, of of the mind and the body working together. So when they're when they see somebody with a health problem, right away they're thinking. Well, I sure know that the, the none of this stuff is separate. So even though she's saying that her hip hurts, I'm going to look at the whole picture. That's right? that's. It seems very uncommon in Western medicine that the whole picture is looked at. I mean, you know, it's it's. I guess you. Well, right. Well, one reason is because if uh, imagine if that's true, that a person can actually become can be not aware of things that are upsetting them emotionally. Yes. If, if, if that's, if that, imagine that's true, well, imagine then a whole society full of people like that, like all of us. Right. Right. So there it's, uh, and, well, also, I guess, what I'm trying to say is that um, the psyche has, how you see it or the ego it, it is somewhat of a vested interest in not 
finding out what's really happening. I mean, that's one way of looking at it. We have, or we'll put it this way, a person has defenses set up to prevent them from discovering the real cause of the problem. So, like, so I guess what would be the problem with having a bunch of people walking around liberated and pain-free? I mean, how would that... There would, be, would not be any problem. There, there is not actually a problem. Uh, but but, but the, the person who has been, you know, if someone has been upset by something enough, uh, or influenced enough by something that was upsetting when they're, when, they're, when they're younger, they are, some part of their psyche is, say, is still saying, I don't want to go there because it's upsetting. Right. 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 And uh, it usually takes some, some kind of pain, physical or psychological. So they maybe they end up in therapy with a psychotherapist and they, and they go to it that way because something is so much not working in their life that they say, or maybe they have an addiction or something's going on. Or maybe back pain, and they say, "I have to do something about this, even if it means I have to go and find out what it is that's bothering me." So in that way, pain could almost be seen as um, a gift to help you unfold into Absolutely. who you were meant to be. I mean, it's a, it that's how happen. I look at it. I, wow, I mean, that's a profoundly different way of looking at pain than I think most people. Yeah, I mean, maybe in some situations. Maybe there are no absolutes. <laughs> Maybe in some situations it's one way and some it's the other. You know. Yeah. But, but but certainly in many cases, pain is it's to me it's a message. It's just it's a message. It's a way for us to get whether you put your hand on something hot and you say ow, you know that there's a message there. Your body's saying get your hand off of that. Um, we and there are other pain in your one, one in your back is another kind of message and we just need to know how to interpret it correctly. Right. And right. it that's seems like maybe that's where you come in because I don't think most of us, most of us have been taught to cancel it out, numb it out by any means necessary, get surgery, get rid of it, got to go, not interpret what it, what's really going on. Right. And, and, and many, uh, when I present this information to people that I work with. Yeah. How does this go over? <laughs> uh, some people are very grateful. Mm. Uh, I mean, I'm grateful for that uh, John Sarno has written some books that I can just, you know, hand somebody a book or I, you know, they borrow this book and that, so he did a lot of work writing it. So he's explaining this piece of the puzzle really well. Mm -hmm. And um, so I, I, I'm grateful that there's, that that's available. Mm -hmm. it saves me a lot of time. But even before I get to that point, when I bring the subject up, uh, some people are, they are grateful mm -hmm. and they say, oh, I had a feeling or else they say, well, I've tried everything else or yeah, that seems plausible. And other people, it's very upsetting. Mm. And I never see them again. Mm. They, they really uh, reject the idea mm -hmm. and, um, which, and I, and I, when I, I, I present it as a, as a, a hypothesis, right? Uh, not some sweeping uh, edict right. from on high that I'm saying, <laughs> saying uh, <laughs> you know, it's not an indictment or a judgment. Mm -hmm. It's a possibility. Mm -hmm. You know, let's mm -hmm. look at all of the all the things you've tried. Let's look at the way you're what's going on with your body. Mm -hmm. what, you know, if your muscles. You know, I I have a different. You know, and I I, I don't think I take the same approach as 
John Sarno in that respect. Because mm-hmm. I, I'm, I don't know where he falls in with kinesthetic dysfunction and muscle tension in right. terms of those being caused by things other than psychogenic problems. I, I find that it really helps people to learn to be in their bodies, to sense their bodies. Uh, and for some people, that is actually what makes them better. You know, the non, you know, the, those, those techniques, the bodily somatic techniques I teach people sometimes that solves their problem. We don't talk about anything psychologically per se other than the fact that they've got to pay attention to themselves. So, so it does sound like it's it's everything. Pain can be caused by. To me, it is it is everything. But I would underscore and say because we're we're predisposed to more ignore the psychological than the physical when it comes to physical pain, or else we're fooled because it's physical pain in our body that we think it must be a physical cause, a mechanical cause. Because of that, I think for practical purposes, it it's helpful to overemphasize really putting your radar out to see is there something that I'm thinking or feeling that might be involved with this pain I'm having. And oftentimes what you're thinking and feeling would be very hidden from you. Right, that's why it's tricky. Yeah. Right. But you know, if somebody has gone, certainly for me, if I've worked with somebody and I can tell by the way they move, uh, by the way they use their muscles, by their alignment, if because I've just done this with so many people, I can see when that person says, and also I touch them, I mm-hmm. feel their muscles. When they say, I still have a pain here or here or there, uh, it's not that they, it's, it becomes very, very uh, unlikely, if not sometimes impossible for me to find a mechanical mm-hmm. musculoskeletal cause mm-hmm. uh, because they've done all the things, they've got their, muscles in order mm-hmm. essentially and their awareness of them in order so all that is taken care of mm-hmm. and they still say they, they have the same pain or they still have some pain uh, usually it's psychogenic mm-hmm. and, and I know and I say that because at that point when I or when I bring that subject up again with the person and they that's happened so many times it just I, I just believe it now they, they, they then address it that way it gets rid of the problem and then they're so the proof of it is the fact that when they addressed it mentally or psychologically, it went away, that that must have been the cause. Um, so you're the pain whisperer, maybe. Maybe. But it's, 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 sometimes I can tell right away, or I, I think I can tell. I don't know. I have an impression right away. And the first time I see somebody, I just start talking about the mental, psychological stuff. But usually I have the benefit of the fact that they've, they've had their MRIs and mm-hmm. their other people they've gone to see so I'm getting that information in and I'm factoring it all in and that helps me I, I mean that's that's part of what I'm using to evaluate you know and like I can stand uh, some people when they stand up uh, I, I stand behind them and I can just touch them just a little bit to, to position them I can tell what their, their sense of balance is just mm-hmm. by doing so if somebody's pretty centered if they're pretty which is isn't something someone can fake um, then uh, they're not holding on to their muscles so much that they're rigid. You can't or, fake being able to be balanced. Not standing. Not okay. when I'm behind them, you and I'm like lightly moving you this way and that. Huh. I can t- I can tell where your how your body's lined up with your central vertical axis. 
That, that would be fun to videotape sometime. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't look like much because it just it doesn't look like much is happening, mm -hmm. you know. But I can I can feel whether somebody if, if how how much tension there is in their body, how much they're holding on, and so if somebody is if someone is, is a dancer or has done a lot of yoga or something, usually they'll be right there balanced over themselves, comfortably. Mm -hmm. Usually, more so than somebody who hasn't done a lot of movement yeah. and stuff. And so that person, uh, right away, it becomes uh, well. Anyway. There are all these factors I'm, I'm considering yeah. as to, you know, why, why is this person having pain? I try to look under every rock, yep. basically, and, not, and, and try to not waste any time. Right. Uh, try to get to the point. And so I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't follow any format, any blueprint. Mm -hmm. I, 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 don't, I wait and talk to somebody and find out uh, whatever and, and, uh, there is to find out before I... Uh, would say or even bring up the subject of the psyche and causing pain. I would be curious to know um, what percentage of your clients do you think have um, pain is kind of psychologically based? Well, there's also the other phenomena, which is there. It's sort of they have all of these issues. Or they have, they have mm. psychological. They have muscle tension, they can't sense, you know, their, their collapsed posture, they have, mm -hmm. they have all, the whole package. Um, the thing that's interesting about what, what Sarno says is that, to me, one thing that's interesting is that, and what I found is that when, just by somebody acknowledging the possibility that that could be causing their pain, it oftentimes relieves the pain. Wow. So that's really helpful. Yeah. Just for someone to say, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll consider that a possibility. Right away, it's kind of liberating, mm. you know, because they're because they've linked their body and their mind, and their psyche together. So it's hard for me to know what the percentage would be, but I'd say feels pretty high to me. Wow. I mean, I'd probably I I just sort of roughly say fifty percent. If we look at the world we live in, it's pretty obvious that there's there's all kinds of psychological stress. And it would not be surprising at all that there is a huge amount of uh, psychogenic pain just based on the amount of stress in the world. In, in trauma, I read somewhere that 70% of the entire population is, is traumatized, is walking around with, with trauma. Well, so if that's true, even if half of that is true, right. then uh, you know, th there are different things people can... Uh, do to try to help themselves, but I think generally speaking, we're uh, not aware. To, you know, we're used to it, so we're not aware of the extent to which we're even psychologically uh, wounded. Mm. And then we're also not aware, specifically, that that affects us physically. Uh, but there are, basically, you know, if you go into a drugstore and just look at the analgesic aisle. <laughs> that is quite a big, long aisle. <laughs> right, and then imagine how many drugstores there are in your Yeah, there's a drugstore you know? in every corner, really. Right, so there, there's a tremendous amount of pain. Yes, there is. So uh, it's not a stretch of the imagination for me to think, well, there's, look, there's a lot of pain, and, and look at the emotional state of the world and the way people are, and whether from reading the newspaper you can get it or just from driving around in a, in a car and 
you know, there's, there's, and people feel this. This mm. is not a, you know. Yeah, you can't really. This is a common it. idea, right? I think some people are affected when we do the uh, physical exercises and alignment things. People often say to me that they discover things about themselves that I didn't bring up. They discover it as a result of over the course of weeks. This happens all the time. Well, they'll say, I realize I'm just anxious. Mm. I'm always rushing around. Mm. And, I, and so I've really decided to try to, when I get in my car, for example, I, I remember the things we did for the shoulders and I relax. You know, those are those are big. I think of that as a big deal when somebody tells me that. Yep. It's not a small, mm-hmm. uh, oh, that's that's nice. You know, that's it means that they've actually incorporated something into their life, particularly when I didn't even suggest it, right? So there's a psychological, they're already observing themselves more. They're, they're already becoming more aware of their feelings and starting to question and look at themselves. And that, that alone could be releasing. So if the problem was somewhat or largely caused from uh, some stress-ish thing, you know, that, that might uh, take care of it there. But they, they got to it by doing these exercises that made them aware of their body. Mm. So I don't know how to, and I don't even care about trying to, Separate it and say, well, right. gee, what what's all that? Was it the physical part of the exercise, right. or was it the awareness part of it? Uh, because it's all it's all together, mm. and I'm I'm comfortable with that. Yeah, and with 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 working, it works. So that's what I do, and I don't know if John Sarno has a different way, or the, some of the doctors studied with him. They're not movement people; they mm-hmm. they do something else, and and what they do, they help a lot of people, and and that's great. But it's I'd love to be able to talk to one of them at some point about this. I, I don't. I can't imagine there would be any uh, conflict. Right. You know. It but, sounds like just being aware is ninety percent right. of it. Aware of what's what's going on. Aware, and then some. You know, in, in the information, there's some specific information. You know, cognitively that does help. Mm-hmm. Like for some people, just just knowing. Yes, that terrible shoulder pain that's been called bursitis for all for all these years actually can. It is possible that that is coming from your mind and your psyche. I'm not saying it is or isn't, but it's mm-hmm. a, it's a total possibility. That information, because a lot of people don't really know that that's physiologically possible. Right. Right. So that's an important fact to communicate to somebody because they need to know that because that has they've had the opposite idea. Right, the, they right. think that's crazy. That can't. I. This is real pain in my shoulder. This right. is bursitis. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. You know that's not caused by my mind. I mm. can't do that. Well, it can. It. That's so. If someone believes that, and it, it's true, so it's okay to believe it because it's a fact. If, <laughs> if, if somebody believes that, it opens them up to the possibility of actually observing that pain as part of a bigger context. They're not separating it, pushing it out there and saying, oh, it's over there. and Let me get away from it. I mean, there's, there's, their relationship to it is different just from that. So, so, so some information is helpful, you know, factual information about this too. As, did that make sense? Yes, it yeah. did make sense. Okay. So, so your brain can affect your biology, your cells. Right. Right, like there's a part of your your brain's a big thing, but part of it it, it thinks and, and understands ideas, and there's another part of it that makes your muscles move, and there's another part of it that somehow is involved with your psyche and your feelings and your sense sensing and 
all of those, and, and it's all connected to your body. But but purely just on the concept level, there are some concepts that are mm-hmm. helpful about about the subject because it's people are in the dark, and that's where particularly I find John Sono's books really helpful because he just presents those th- that those ideas to somebody in a way that makes it um, very easy for them to to see. Oh, this this is this is possible. I'm not sure if it's happening to me. Maybe mm-hmm. it is, but. But this has happened. This this can happen to somebody. That's that's a wonderful answer. So it's all connected. That's the that's the answer to the question. Right. <laughs> it's all connected. And if you want to know about the psychological basis for it, then check out John Sarno's book. Right. Another book that I really like of his is the Divided Mind. The, oh yes. Which is more in depth. Um, it's probably my personal favorite. The Divided Mind. Right. Says a lot already, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's really great. Really great. Maybe you just need to read the title of the book. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, okay, I think we answered the question. And um, if there's more you would like to know, email us or call us or alert us somehow of your questions, and we will do our best to get some decent answers. Thank you very much. You have been listening to Questions for Craig with Craig Williamson. If you have a question that you would like Craig to address, please send it to craig at somaticintegration.com. Learn more about Williamson muscular retraining at somaticintegration.com.